0: Wow, look at this. Hi, friends. Good morning, everyone. Good
1: morning.
0: I have the best seat in the house. Next to me? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, So if we haven't met, my name is Carlos.
2: And I'm Elsian.
0: And we get to be a part of this wonderful community. And before we go into today's discussion, we just want to highlight something that happened two Saturdays ago that was our Parenting with Mental Health event. That was an incredible day. Uh, 98 adults uh, attended and got equipped, and we had wonderful discussions about how we can support our kids and youth in the areas of mental health. But one thing that we want to highlight, because you may have seen it or if it's your first time here, you noticed our wall back there that has Family Hub um, that um, is just a resource wall. And so our team has gone through great lengths and really a lot of good thinking around how can we resource you as an adult um, who's involved in teens and kids' lives. And so check out that wall. Those are recommended resources. There's also um, just things that inspire and and just really kind of add to the conversation. So can we celebrate the team that put that together? It's just amazing. And so with that, today we're going to be concluding uh, our series on us in mind, which has been a marriage series. And we realize that we haven't touched on a significant question that a lot of people ask when it comes to marriage, and that question is the why. Why get married? Well, I've heard or have thought of or seen um, people get married for a whole bunch of reasons, and some of the things that come to mind is just the fact that companionship is fulfilled in marriage. Mm -hmm. And whenever you have your forever date, that makes every wedding less awkward, right? (laughs) Um, You know, the reality is, is that we need to populate the planet, and some (laughs) of us have to do that, right? (laughs) And so some people realize, yeah, this is my contribution to humanity, (laughs) to procreate, and I want marriage to do that. There's a verse in the Bible that says, hey, if you're burning with passion, get married, right? And so maybe it's desire or the the gifts that come with marriage that motivate. Or some of us, hey, we do it because it's helpful on our tax return. Amen? (laughs) So there's several reasons as to why someone might make that decision. Um, But we want to offer something that we believe the Bible teaches uh, because the Bible does give a why for marriage. And it really comes down to, um, well, it doesn't come down, but there's one verse that we can go to that many of you are familiar with to start thinking about this why. And that's in Ephesians 5.21. It says this, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to propose to you um, this morning that there is a biblical reason for us to pursue marriage And the author of Us and Mine, Ted Lowe, he summarizes it this way. We get married so that we could learn to love first. I want to invite you to repeat those two words. Love Love first. first. We get married so that we can learn to love first. Now, loving first is a modern way of paraphrasing Paul's instruction to submit to one another It just sounds so much cooler to say love first, doesn't it? (laughs) And this call to love first, I I mean, it's it's what makes marriage challenging yet transformative. Hmm. Because to love first, it's not part of our natural instinct. What most of us are accustomed to is we love to the level of love that we are receiving, don't we? That's called conditional love. But marriage is this unique opportunity to love differently. Hmm. Marriage is that opportunity to love first. And so what does that look like? It means when Ilsen is the first to wake up and pour the Chemex coffee. I mean, it's just amazing. (laughs) It's when Carlos decides to unload the dishwasher, Finally. (laughs) it's when your spouse chooses a conversation over netflix even when it's that episode that you've been waiting eagerly to watch right it's when you choose to get in the puddle with your spouse when you choose Mm. empathy love first is when we practice a pause before we respond loving first is seeing the best in our spouse without ignoring the harmful. Yeah. So why would we do that? Why would we choose to love first? Well, the second half of Ephesians 3, uh, 5.21 gives us an answer. It says this, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So here's the translation. The purpose of marriage is to reflect the love of Jesus. Hmm. And so you, of course, don't have to be married to reflect the love of Jesus. We're all called, as followers of Christ, to reflect his image and his love and his way. But marriage is a unique opportunity to be able to express the love of Jesus in this intimate way. And so our heart behind this series, really our vision For our church, our vision for Evergreen is this, to see healthy marriages. Yeah. We want to see marriages that are winning. Everyone say winning. 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 Why? Because God uses healthy marriages and restored marriages and redeemed marriages to show himself to the world. And so a marriage that is winning is also shining a light on the kind of love God demonstrates and has for us. And so to wrap up our series, what we wanted to do was allow you to hear from a few amazing, evergreen married couples. And I'm going to get to introduce them here in a moment. But before we do, um, I want to just say that no one up here is pretending to be an expert on marriage. We are students and learners like you. But we are going to get to hear uh, from a um, a, a licensed therapist, a trained educator, a a couple that's been married for longer than I've been alive, (laughs) an experienced pastor, and I will also be on stage, by the way. So are you ready to meet these couples? Yeah. All right, so we're gonna stand because we can't do this introduction without standing. And so for our first couple, guys, we get to welcome Scott and Amber Thomas to the stage. Scott and Amber have been married for 18 years. They have raised four children, Regan, Garrett, Everett, and Adeline. And their go-to-date is David Hill or the Home Depot. (laughs) Can you welcome Scott and Amber? And for our second couple, we have Joan and Roger Austin. Big fans of Joan and Roger. Joan and Roger have been married for 59 years. They have raised four children. They have 12 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren, and I'm not gonna try to name them all. And their go-to-date is a hike or a day at the coast. Let's welcome once again Joan and hey, Roger. Thank you. Awesome. And then Ilson and I will make up the third couple um, as I'm sitting here very lonely by myself. Um, and we have been married for five years in April. We're going to round up on that one for a little credibility. We are raising...
2: <laughs> Almost five.
0: One bubbly uh, two-year-old girl, and our go-to-date is... Netflix and chill. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Um, The goal this morning is to have a conversation around things that we've been thinking about in this series but also tackle a few practical challenges that every couple um, faces and so we hope that that's gonna be helpful for you. Uh, But in this series we've been talking about how are we thinking about our marriages, how are we thinking about our spouse, their responses, and so we would love to just begin. What were your first thoughts of your spouse? What was your first impression?
2: Scott, when you first met? Yeah, okay, I'll, right. I'll
3: kick it off. Um, that was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> the, my first thoughts about Amber were, um, she's very adventurous, mm. very confident, um, very spunky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was intrigued. I was like, i gotta, I got to see what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that. Well, yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, Scott was really funny. I'm not that funny. Um, so he brings the humor to our family, but he always made me laugh. And, yeah, it was nice to be around someone with a sense of humor.
3: Nice, nice.
0: Joan and Roger, those first, first thoughts?
4: Well, um, my first thoughts was that... Uh, um, She was friendly, and uh, she um, was a Christian, I could tell, very committed, knew what she wanted in her life, very confident person.
5: Um, Well, we met in a strawberry patch. Does that tell you anything? (laughs) 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 I was 15, and um, in a summer vacation, I was staying with... Some ex-neighbors, we would moved to Portland, and, and these people lived in Hillsboro, so I was anxious to go back there and pick strawberries. And we happened to be the slow ones, so there was no one else to talk to. <laughs> so um, as soon as I found out that he knew my brother and was in the band with my brother, I knew it was safe to talk to him, so we just kept talking.
0: That's awesome. Wonderful. Listen, what were your first thoughts of, of me?
2: <coughs> I know what you want me to answer. You want we me to rehearse, say...
0: We rehearsed this. <laughs> I, I told you what you, to say. You
2: want me to say hubba hubba, yes. but that's not <laughs> that's not what I thought. I just thought, um, here's this guy thinking he's just going to sweep me off my feet. That's what I thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> took a while, took a while, but I did. Um, so Ilson was teaching a uh, a workshop on prayer, and my immediate—I th- was a student, I was attending, and my immediate th- my immediate thought was, I can't wait till this workshop ends so we could lay hands on each other, <laughs> <laughs> and pray, and pray, lay hands to pray. Oh my <laughs> this is <my> first time. <laughs> so now that we've been married 18 years. Fifty-nine years. Have how have your thoughts about your spouse changed? If if they have.
3: I think. Uh, um, I think for me, it's um, it's just the the comfort factor. Like like just the um, the fact that she's so just calming, and um, I think it's given me more. I guess more like confirmation in that decision and that like what we've been through like she's just the the constant kind of like calm and so it's been good that's good that's awesome
1: well you stole my answer because I was going to say same thing about you so um yeah he's calm and he's really I think you know yes funny was what attracted me but you're really loyal you're in it no matter what we're going through or you know what season of life we're in just very loyal and patient and Still funny.
5: (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful.
3: (laughs) Should (laughs) have rehearsed.
0: I'm curious to know, has has your thinking about yourself changed because of your relationship? Joan, Joan. do you want to answer?
5: Um, Yes, definitely has. I've grown to love this man. (laughs) Uh, He's very patient and That helps me because I'm more of a go, 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 Hmm. um, get the things done, and always busy, busy, busy. Hmm. So him being patient and more calm helps to balance me. Hmm. Um, But we've grown together in the Lord, too, over the years, and that's been our salvation. Hmm.
0: That's awesome. I love it. It's like you guys are on your first date, too. I mean, you're so, I so of, like, <laughs> taking notes. That's awesome. Uh, can, can we get into some of the practical questions? Uh, so, do you guys have conflict, A. Eh? Do you have conflict? <laughs> and what do you do to resolve your conflict, especially when you don't agree? This, Elsie, I don't think we, we've had it, right?
2: Never. <laughs> Um, no, I think when, when we have conflict, um, I think that I have to slow down because I could be really mean with my words, um, and so I have to slow down, and, like, recently we couldn't agree on the best way to move forward on something that I saw, I saw Carla struggling with, so um, I said, okay, w- with your permission, I'm going to reach out to our mentors, one, ask for prayer, and two, I'm going to have them call you. Because you're not listening to me. So
0: So whenever one of my mentors is calling, I'm like, man, what did I do?
2: But I always do it. Like, I talk to him first. I'm like, just so you know, like, are you cool with this? And then if he says, yeah, like, yeah, I'm cool with it, then we'll proceed that way. Um, So we, we do believe in mentorship. So when we got married, part of our ceremony was to bring five couples that we considered our mentors throughout our dating relationship, and we're still in touch with them. Um, So they they speak into our lives when we're going through conflict.
4: Anybody else? Well, when we we have conflicts, we try to talk it out between us, Um, and sometimes that works um when When the Irish side of her comes out <laughs> and, uh, that's that's when i I walk away <laughs> <laughs> and i th- I think at that boat at that point we both go and pray and that that ta- that always takes care of things hmm.
5: and when other times we just agree that it's okay to disagree. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's good, John. Yeah. So um, amongst us on stage, we've we've raised a whole bunch of kids. We've raised a whole bunch of kids, guys. Um, how do you how how are you able to raise children, especially in those early years? This is going to be a selfish question, and still have time for for you for your marriage.
1: We were talking about this on the way over. Um, we didn't do a very good job, actually, honestly, when our kids were little. Um, we were busy with school and careers, and we have lots of them, so. Um, but now, in the last probably, what, five years, four years, we've been trying to make time to just do like micro dates, like hop out to go grab a cup of coffee, or even if the kids are playing at the park, we're not engaging with them, we're talking to each other, or Home Depot, because we really do go to Home Depot for our date nights.
3: That's awesome. Micro yeah. dates. I like yeah. that. I think it's that, like, reality versus expectation because I want, I want to go, like, away for, like, the whole day and do, like, the picnic in the strawberry field and, like, make out and do all those things. But, like, <laughs> the reality is, like, our kids need to be fed and, like, I don't know. So just changing that, I guess, and um, taking advantage of those opportunities we do have together. That's awesome. That's good.
0: Strawberry-filled makeout session. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. Joan and Roger, you you have four adult children, mm-hmm. who have children, who have children,
4: yes.
0: right? Mm-hmm. So, how have you been able throughout all that time prioritize your marriage?
4: Well, uh, we uh, we just have decided to make time. We, we were very. Uh, fortunate when our kids were real little we lived we had a really good babysitter that was right next Mm -hmm. to us that lived well across the field you know we could just she could walk over and and it worked out that when our fourth daughter was born uh, we had moved into Hillsboro and and the babysitter kind of moved with us. Oh,
2: that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. So,
4: uh, so for the first couple of years, even then when we had four children, we were able to very easily take time uh, to do things on our own together, and then that that created a habit, I guess, that we just did that. Hmm. Um, that's good. We always made time for each other, and Definitely. we would take time to go out and. It was well worth the expense.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, a good babysitter is like a good therapist. Once you get one, keep <laughs> keep them and pay them. Yeah. So we're we're definitely early on on this journey. But you have any thoughts on on how we kicked Charlie Joy out for a little bit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think reaching out to friends, like we we spontaneously got tickets this last Friday to My Fair Lady, and. Um, we were, we were like down to the 15th person trying to find somebody that could care for Charlie. And finally, I'm going to give her credit because I think it's awesome. Ann, and Jared said, we'll do it, you know. And so Charlie got to hang out with them. So I'd say like make your sitter list and the people list in your life really big. People that you trust, people that you can walk away with and know that your kid's going to be taken care of. And we've had to be intentional about that because we don't have um, our, our blood family here. Um, So we just intentionally really made our list really big, um, and it's grateful to be part of Evergreen Community that allows us to do that. So I think, yeah, just being really intentional about the little surprises, saying yes instead of, like, you know, um, kind of not taking the time. And
0: and do that with absolute wisdom, right, And, and making sure that that child's safe. Yeah. Can we talk about mental health? Yes. Uh, so we know that mental health doesn't just impact kids and teens, it impacts human beings. And so how how have you um, supported a spouse or what, what recommendations would you give to someone who wants to support a spouse that's dealing with a mental health challenge? So we're just going to throw that right to you, Amber. I know, I yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think everybody has seasons where there's mental health going on in their life, whether it's anxiety or depression or loss, grief. Um, I think it's really important for the person who's supporting to recognize it's not your job to fix it. Um, It's our job to create safe space and hold that safe space for your partner, your spouse, to have the time they need to work through it. I also think it's really important to have margin in your life so that when those seasons arise, you're able to deal with them. That's
0: um, yeah. That's really That's good. good. Yeah. Scott, did you want to add to that?
3: I mean, the only thing I would add is, is like, it's important to take care of yourself. Like, if you're, if you're not healthy and if you're not, you know, doing the things that you need to do, then you're not going to be able to be a, a good support spouse, whatever that looks like. That's good. That's
2: good. Yeah, I think for me, um, in our journey together, um, we, we, there's been um, mental health. Um, issues that have come up, and I think, um, I think you know, holding that safe space uh, for for your spouse. Um, for me, is prayer, <laughs> like praying God help me to understand and help me to. I, I, one of the things I struggle with, like Joan said, is patience. Mm-hmm. Like I constantly have to be like, okay, Lord, help me to like not react at this moment, but really like, how can I serve? Carlos best? How can I serve Charlie best? Um, So I think just, um, yeah, knowing who to reach out to or having friends. We have a paid friend every month (laughs) (laughs) that we talk to about our our mental health challenges too. So therapy (laughs) is one of the things that has helped us in that struggle. Yeah.
0: It has been so helpful to um, be on the same page about a care plan and be able to keep each other accountable. Like Ilseon helps me be healthier. She keeps me accountable. She reminds me. She encourages healthy habits, especially those that we've seen are effective or, or you know, needed. And so to be on the same page about that, um, to be vulnerable with one another, I know, I know for me I've, I've had to grow in that and, and just be honest when I am struggling. And every time I've been vulnerable, Ilsin has received that with grace and love. Right, because there's an internal voice in our head that says, you know, you're either gonna be rejected or you're not gonna be seen the same or they're not gonna understand. But none of that has been none of that's been true for us. I think the Holy Spirit has been able to unite us around that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, just being able to have honest conversation and agree on a self-care plan is important. Yeah.
2: yeah. Can I ask a, a question that's not written anywhere? Please, please do. So how did you guys know that you were like the one for each other? I think that's a question that I struggled with a lot when I was dating. So I'd like to just find out.
5: Well, I'd prayed. I actually knew what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a secretary. After two rejections, I thought, nah, I don't think so. (laughs) So I knew the other thing I wanted was to get married and have a family. And so I just had been praying pretty much since I was a teenager that the Lord would guide and direct me to the right person. Hmm. And I just kept praying that, and he just kept coming back in my life. And actually, he asked me to marry him three times. (laughs) Whoa.
0: Way to go, Roger. (laughs) Must have been a baseball player, right?
3: Persistent, right? (laughs)
5: And the first time, I was so shocked, I didn't know what to do, and I just closed the door and went I'm in my house. <laughs> and I don't remember what what I did the second time, but I was praying after that when I realized this really is the person that God wants me to marry. I said yes, and I told him later, I don't know what I would have done if he hadn't have pursued me. Mm. because I guess I was one of those who needed to be, I needed to know he really wanted just me. Mm. And so pursuing someone that you know that is for you, then thank you, honey. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's good to know I'm not the only stubborn woman up here. <laughs> um, I'm same with Ilse, and I... Didn't really have that, like, oh, he's the one kind of deal. Um, We actually had a really slow courtship. We were in different states. He was in California, and I was in Arizona during college. So a lot of phone calls and letter writing because we couldn't afford the cell phone bill because it was back in the old school days where we didn't have unlimited plans. Um, (laughs) So we kind of just started dating slow, and then we were just, I was praying about finding a person that wanted to build the kind of life that I wanted you know mm. and that's kind of what we've been telling our older kids like find the person who wants to have the life that you want and walk towards it so um Jesus totally kind of got in there and changed our hearts we actually broke up ish he wanted to have a college experience whatever that meant um <laughs> and so
0: <laughs> well the guy that wants to make out of the strawberry right. field.
1: Um, And so I was stubborn and I was like, fine, go do you. Um, And then we didn't really talk. We talked once maybe and then didn't hear from him. I was pretty mad. Um, Didn't have a lot of clarity around that breakup thing. And then come to find out he was disenrolling from school in California, talking to his parents, packing up his car, and moving to Arizona to enroll in school there so that we could have a future. That's
2: awesome. Scott.
3: Gave up a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I knew right away. I was like, man, if, if a girl this attractive is going to like ha- talk to me, like it's a done deal right there. And so simple. Now, I think having those, those pillars, those, you know, common core beliefs that, that align. But I also think there was a realization for me, like I'm a hot mess. And so like somebody who is willing to put up with that, like for, I, instead of looking for like the perfect person, um, a lot of grace, like shit a lot of grace for like my, my shortcomings and things and working through that together.
5: Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Can we um, have one final question?
5: Is that fine?
0: If you have others, you can. Nope. Uh, so we talked about the purpose of marriage being a way to reflect the love of Jesus to others. Uh, what's one way that you feel your marriage has reflected or is reflecting the love of Jesus? please
5: well the fact that we've been married for 59 years going on 60 this July um, I hope that people will see that it is possible to be happily married for 60 years Mm -hmm. and I'm very thankful for that and I pray that people will see God through our lives and because we've had we've had struggles just like everybody but you look to god he's he's your savior
4: uh, you know there's lots of uh, you you grow up around other people your parents other families and um, so you you are mentored whether you mean to be or not you have all these examples of marriages of good marriages there's some that maybe aren't but you don't look at those you look at the good ones and you follow what you've been taught when you're and you know you've done a good job when your own kids who have grown adult kids when your own kids come and tell you you have done a great job, and we're so happy you're our parents. Yeah. We've been mentored to; the, we've been their mentors. Yeah. So that's when yeah. you know. That's so okay. good. Yeah.
0: Does anyone want to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're, we're going on sixty, guys. Like, just <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. So um, we want to end this time together uh, with prayer. And so we've asked the Thomases and the Austins to pray a specific prayer. Um, And so um, can, can we end with that?
5: Yeah. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this congregation that's in front of us. Lord, we feel so loved. And we pray that you would help each one that feels alone here tonight, today, to be loved, to feel your love. And Lord, that we could love one another as you've commanded us to do and spread the gospel. Lord, I pray for those who are empty nesters or um, just retired, Lord, that you would show them their purpose in life for now because it's such a change in their lives. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them friends, that they would reach out to look for friends, neighbors, um, people that they meet in the grocery store, that we could spread the gospel Mm -hmm. through others and that we could love one another. And Lord, for the grandparents who are parenting um, their grandchildren, I pray, Lord, you'd give them wisdom and I pray, Lord Jesus, you put your arms around them and help them to love those kids as if they were their own, yes. because they really are. And, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit that you give us, that teaches us, that helps us to know where to go, when to go, and, and your word that is our map. Yes, I thank yeah. you for that, Jesus amen and pray that we would all just be able to love one another through you knowing that we can't do it on our own we need your help yes Yes. including our spouse and we thank you for that father we give you the praise in jesus name amen Amen.
3: Amen. but we want to lift up the people in here that are just going through it Lord, they're in the trenches and uh, just bad news or um just circumstances or whatever it may be lord uh Help them realize they're not alone, um, that not only are you there, but there's a community uh, around. Um, help them to get courage to reach out, um, to reach out to others, to to reach out for resources, to yes, sir.
5: Um,
3: to, to realize that, that what they're going through, they don't have to go through it alone. Um, and, and pray for people to come into their lives, to just speak life, to, to bring encouragement, uh, to bring joy, um, to bring peace in, into their home. Um, pray for, for married couples that are maybe feel like they're miles apart um, mm. to just bridge that gap and just have those conversations and realize they're on the same team and um, that they love each other and they, they have each other's back, Lord. And uh, ultimately, pray that, that people just lean into you, uh, lean into you in a big way
4: yes.
3: uh, and realize that that we cannot do all this alone um, and that we have the one who, who sacrificed it all to help us through it.
2: And Lord, I just want to lift up those that are in the room, um, that are single, um, maybe experiencing divorce or have experienced divorce. Lord, um, for the ones that are widowed or the ones that maybe have no desire to get married, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen and build their relationship with you. That out of relationship with you, their life would flow. Um, into the goodness, Lord, that you would be the one to satisfy and fulfill every desire within the hearts of the people present, Lord, um, that there would be trust and knowing that you are for them and with them, and Lord, most of all, that you love us with an unconditional, unfailing, everlasting love. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen.
0: Amen.